Welcome to class with Teacher Nico. Let's begin. I wish to speak now on behalf of myself, a sovereign individual, a autonomous human being endowed with a voice and an ability to communicate my own thoughts, feelings, and emotions. An ability that is allowed to be broadcast within the parameters of my planet under the laws of my current country, the United States of America. If you're listening at some time in the future where this country no longer exists, and perhaps none of the countries I'm talking about exist, or you're receiving this transmission in what we would consider another galaxy, another world, we think of things in a spatial dimension that you may not perceive reality through. There are many things that the people on this planet in this time do not know, uh, myself included. I'm simply one of some of the people here trying to figure it out, trying to make some sense of it, and doing what we can to ensure the continued survival of humanity on Earth. It's not always easy. It's actually quite hard to survive on this planet. And we as a species have done so. We've had help. We don't really know much about what happened before, say, a few thousand years ago. Our history basically just dates back about 2,000 years, and most of that history is heavily biased by whoever's telling the history. Even the word history is biased because it's his story. What about her? That's half the people here. So the way I see it, I'm as qualified as anyone on this planet to be keeping track of what's going on right now because tensions are high, as we would say. I will speak from my perspective, and I will try to say only truth. Anything I say that is not true, this would have been done unintentionally. For I am trying to say only true things, and it is my intention to bring into the English language an accurate assessment of current affairs. There exists on this planet a bipolar world uh, in terms of what we call geopolitics. We tend to have at least two major powers and or alliances of powers. This is how we remember history. We remember the times when we destroyed ourselves different ways and we got on different teams and destroyed ourselves and we changed the names of things and we put statues in different places and we changed the color of the flags, but we were, you know, it was the same earth. It was the same place. And sometimes we made cool stuff where we, you know, did violence things. And sometimes then um, cool stuff happened generations later because of it. Like, you know, great roads and walls and buildings and cities were built following some of these destructive times in, in our nature. So it is sort of a cycle we seem to uh, continually demonstrate through our current phase of evolution. Russia is what you could call the heart of what was once called the Soviet Union. That was a union of countries, much like my country is a union of states. We are the United States of America. They were something like the United Soviet States of Russia. In fact, I want to say that's exactly what it was called. I remember my 
my globe as a kid saying former USSR. That must be what it stands for, right? I know very little about Russian history per se. I'm not taught it uh, in the normal course of, of things, and it's something I would like to learn. I know a little about it. And so anything I say will be coming from a very limited, shallow understanding of Russian history and Soviet history. But I am fascinated by this idea of peers being rivals and rivals being peers and them motivating one another to invent, create, to try to surpass one another. But in doing so, they create together things that never would have existed in the absence of that competitive arrangement. And so I do see utility in rivalry, though I do not necessarily condone of rivalry for rivalry's sake. Unfortunately, these rivalries can get a little out of hand. And sometimes the weapons we made got really, 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 really powerful to the point we don't even know what they'll do. We can't even imagine what they're going to do if we actually use them. We have an idea, but it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So right now I'm hearing talk of Russia being able to launch like say 500 nuclear warheads at my country and all the other countries that are in an alliance against them. It's called NATO. It stands for the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And now I'm wondering if it has to do with Atlantis, because uh, why do they call it the Atlantic Ocean anyways, right? Isn't that where there's supposed to be a place called Atlantis that we're not supposed to know anything about? Well, I don't know. Even when I say it, I feel like it's silly, because I was always raised to believe that's just a myth and a rumor. But maybe there's a reason they don't want us contemplating that, whether or not it's true, because once we start contemplating that there could have been advanced societies before us that for some reason fell, and for some reason were completely wiped out, perhaps. We don't even see record of their existing. But they did once assume the throne on this planet, as we now do. Maybe there's something about that that we should know, because it could give us foresight and warning right now. Because maybe they succumbed to some natural disaster that could have been averted or noticed if they weren't busy you know, being assholes to one another like we are, pardon the language. But assholes, it's for some reason it's a derogatory word. Um, if, if anyone listening doesn't, you know, isn't familiar with the ways of my planet, it's a part of our body where after we eat food, it comes out of there, what we don't need, I guess. And it's kind of an animalistic practice that we really try to distance ourselves from because we don't feel ourselves to be animals. We don't identify as an animal anymore. And we don't like certain um, things that make us animals, clearly, like when we have to take a shit. Uh, and I don't know why we call it take a shit. We're giving a shit. But we also say we don't give a shit, and it means we don't care. So our language can be very confusing, as you can imagine. And when we're trying to communicate with one another, there are a lot of things that don't make any sense. But something like calling someone an asshole kind of makes sense in a lot of languages because it's like, I don't want to be that. I'm not that. Don't call me that. Right? So when I say people are being assholes to one another, it, it's actually a more polite thing than calling someone an asshole, saying they're being an asshole. That is to say they're behaving in a way that I associate with shit. And I believe that the behavior of some people sometimes is shit. 
And sometimes a lot of people, a lot of times, is shit. And sometimes for many years, uh, people are what we would call shitty to one another. And we will be very mean, and we'll be very rude, and we'll be very condescending, and we'll be very dismissive, and we'll be very judgmental, and we'll be very oppressive, and we'll be very controlling, and we'll be very, 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 very bad to one another. But we'll also be very, very good to one another when we have the opportunity. So I feel I see something that a lot of people don't see right now, and that's that we are very, very close to what you could call graduation. We are very close to reaching a point as a species on this planet where we have a shared sense of enlightenment that unites us all. And that sense of enlightenment will be our graduation present to ourselves because we are going to avert catastrophes that could have transpired had we not recognized the momentum and had we not shifted that momentum toward a more positive outcome that benefits us all rather than leaves us all in rubble and ruin. I would like to counter the narratives that are likely coming from my side of the world, America. I'm in the middle of America. I'm right smack dab in the middle of it, right? I'm where there's probably lots of missiles pointed because I'm where America has um, planes that are hard to shoot down that drop bombs. And that's where we keep them because it's probably the hardest place to shoot with missiles. It's far. Maybe I'm safer than most, but I'm probably less safe than most because I'm near a high-value target. It's called Whiteman Air Force Base. Anyone can look it up. Everyone knows where everyone's bases are by now. I mean, you could just go on Google Maps and look it up probably, you know? It's not too hard. You just click a button here, aim the thing here, bada boom, bada bing. It's not rocket science. Well, I guess technically it is rocket science, but, you know, it's probably not that hard to blow each other up. That's all I'm saying. Everyone knows what they're doing, and at a certain point, it's just a calculus you can make where you're like, oh, once this guy hits a button, this guy hits a button, just everything's just fucked. Like, just forget about it after that. Just go home. There won't be a home. Just, just shoot yourself. You're better off. You know, like, uh, I forgot. I always forgot. I always forget. We, um, that's right. We did rig the world to explode if someone gets mad. That's right. Oh, yeah. No one ever thought to uh, stop that, huh? No one ever thought to maybe reverse that trend, did they? Oh, 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 they did. That's right. They did. We had a president named John F. Kennedy that tried to do that. And um, someone killed John F. Kennedy, didn't they? We're told it was a guy named Lee Harvey Oswald, but it turns out, no, it wasn't. He's what you call a patsy. He's what you call the guy they want you to think did it. But really, the people that did it got away with it. Not only did they get away with it, they got to stay in power, and they got to gain more power. And as far as I'm concerned, there was essentially a military coup in the United States of America in 1963 when John F. Kennedy was assassinated in Texas. I bring that up because it is a monumental moment in history where it is as if we shifted a timeline and we went down a darker road than we may have otherwise gone. John F. Kennedy had intended to wind down the war in Vietnam, which was started by his predecessor. He wanted to end the imperial invasion of other countries, the extraction of resources, the excuse used to justify these things, being a fear of a rival that will go in and do worse than we would. Someone who's going to go in and turn that country into communists, 
turn that country into Soviets, turn that country into this pandemic of ideas that's spreading across the globe and it will take over our country and it will turn us into slaves to some guy in a castle barking commands that echo across the entire globe and everyone obeys. That's maybe a vision that these people had of the world that they wanted to prevent. So even though I have a lot of disgust and, and anger and many negative things I feel toward the people that killed John F. Kennedy, and I won't get into who did that right now, because for one, I of course don't know for sure, but a guy named Oliver Stone, who's one of our greatest filmmakers on this planet, he made a documentary that explains it very, very well in far more detail than I have time to right now. So I highly recommend you look into his documentary series, JFK Revisited. Now, I bring that up because it shows that a single conspiracy can bring us down a road to war that could end the entirety of humanity. I know that most of this is considered to be a game theory situation. This is what we call bluffing. This is just something we do. It's a game we play with one another where we threaten each other. We threaten each other's lives. And we hope that they don't actually, you know, kill us for it. <laughs> we both do it to each other. It's crazy. And we're well past the point where we should be behaving like that. But we still are because unfortunately the road we were on with JFK was altered. And we have been since headed down a road to disaster. And there is a sort of imperialism that has sought dominance over this world that I once associated with my country, but no longer considered to be my country. I consider it to be something that has been fulfilled through the use of my country. I feel that we are being used just like anyone else that they can use to get what they want. They being, who knows, a lot of people, some of them, yeah, we definitely know who, but a lot of them, who knows? And it's at the point where I don't even care. I'm not even here to try to hold anyone liable. I'm just here for to hold up a mirror to us on earth and to say, look at what you're doing here. Do you realize you're talking about destroying your own planet? And I don't just mean to express disappointment with Vladimir Putin for making such suggestions. Vladimir Putin being the president of Russia, which was the heart of the Soviet Union, which is in some people's mind, still an enemy of the United States of America. I don't feel this way. I don't know a lot of people that really do feel this way, but that is still something people say. And it is still something believed by some people who might have the power to start wars and continue wars and end wars. And all that means for the rest of us is we're in a lot of danger if these people don't get it together. So what I suggest here is that we extend a hand of compassion and respect to President Vladimir Putin. Because while I may not agree with what he's doing right now or what he's saying right now, I respect him. I respect him for making known how he feels, to put it a way that might sound silly to some people. Because how he feels is valuable. Because his story has been tarnished. His country has been isolated. His people have been kept down. 
his economy has not been allowed to flourish the way it could have if a number of countries, let's just call them NATO, and whoever else wants to keep Russia down, let's just say that's sort of a mission of theirs, it would seem. I know very little about it, but the fact that I can say that while knowing very little about it pretty confidently, I mean, I call it the Fuck Russia Club, you know? And I got to say, I understand if Putin's a little uncomfortable with the Fuck Russia Club extending membership opportunities to his next door neighbors. I would not like it if there was a Fuck America Club that was extending to the borders of my country. I just, it's just common sense. That's not who you want there. Next thing you know, they might just say, hey, this is ours too now. And now we own you. We don't know. And so for Putin, if his role is to defend Russia and that which is considered to be Russia, and we could talk maybe more about what it even means to have a nation state. And whether we even need to see that as such an important thing that it would be worth risking destroying everything. It's not. But I'm sorry, and I say this sincerely on behalf of a lot of people, I'm sure. I'm sorry to President Vladimir Putin and everyone who his actions and words represent in Russia. I'm sorry because for you to feel that you need to go to those lengths to make your point known, to be heard. That means no one has been listening. No one has been treating you with enough respect for you to just come to the table and have a conversation. Maybe there is no table to come to. Maybe there is no one to have a conversation with. Maybe it seems like the world's in chaos and that we change leaders every four years and you never fucking know who's going to be in charge next. It could be a guy who was on a reality TV show. It could be a guy who was, you know, in a nursing home probably right before they came and gave him an apple juice and said, hey, man, you want to be president? I'm just saying, you can call me a comedian now so no one kills me. But the fact is, it's true, right? We have these really old guys in charge of the country. Sometimes they're really cranky. Sometimes they're really egotistical. Sometimes they're really unpredictable. And sometimes they say things that we agree with, most of the people here in my country. And a lot of times they say things that we're like, we don't even know what that means. Why are people thinking that this guy represents us all over the world when we don't even know what he's talking about? We don't even know what Iraq is. Why are you guys invading it? We don't know what, 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 what the fuck is going on out here. How, how are we spending all this money on military stuff? There's no, why are we going to get ready for a war? Why do we want a war? Who wants a war? Let's not do wars. Let's have friends. Let's travel. Let's just, let's just fucking kick it with our brothers and sisters and other nations around the world. Who cares what the country's called? We're just people. I'm not saying the whole world has to intermingle and all become one. And you can still have countries. You can still have communities. You can still have whatever you want. But we don't have to be threatening each other with the annihilation of everything that is good on this planet that we know. We, we can do better than that, surely. So I don't really have a solution. I just wish to extend that token of goodwill while I still can, while the internet still works, while the censorship hasn't reigned in, and we're all not blocked from each other, so that now the only thing we can ever learn about each other is whatever the leaders say we can know. 
And that's one reason I'm so against censorship because it starts with, ooh, that hurts someone's feelings. And it ends with, oh, no one over there can know that any of you feel differently than your leaders. Well, I don't know what my leaders are saying. I'm not even paying attention, to be honest, because I don't know who they're speaking for. But I'm here speaking just as a guy, saying, hey, I would like to come talk to you about this, and if there's anything I can do to help, please let me know. Please let me know what I can do to make you not want to have more war stuff happen. Because that's not what I want. But I know there's people who do want it. I know there's just people who want it for selfish reasons, like they're going to get more money and power if it happens. If bad things happen, they might stand to profit. So they don't give a fuck what happens to either of us. They're just going to nibble away on what's left. I mean, there are people like that. You know what I'm talking about. They're international, man. They're everywhere. They're like parasites ready to just suck the last morsels off of our carcasses. They're rotting in a nuclear winter. There's people like that. But it's not, there's not many of them. The vast majority of us are pretty awesome. And I think that we can get back on the track that we were on. And now I'm speaking as countries, as if our countries are people, right? America and Russia. We can get back on the track that we were on before JFK got killed. And let's just call this last 50 years like, you know, a weird vacation. Like that was just a, that was a little weird. That was a little stressful, but we're through it. And now we're going to just write the future together. We're going to be like, yo, I'm sorry that everybody's been such a dick. I'm sorry someone, I'm sorry they've been so rude on both sides, on all sides. I'm, I'm just sorry there's sides, man. I don't want to have any of this animosity. I don't want any of this stress in my life. I mean, let's do better. Let's do better. Let's make a better world together instead of worrying about destroying this one. And I'm sorry that it had to reach a point where we got to this place to have this conversation, but I'm glad that we're having it. And I think it's long overdue. So I, I want to extend that hand. I extend that hand of gratitude and friendship and respect to you, Mr. Putin, and to you, everyone in Russia, and to you, everyone in Ukraine. And to you, everyone in the NATO countries and everyone back here in America, but I mean to show that sign of respect in front of the whole world and to treat you with dignity because you're not an animal. Only an animal would truly follow through on the type of devastation you're capable of causing. But despite that, I know you're not going to do it. And that's true power. It's restraint. It's not what we're capable of doing. It's what we choose not to do that defines us, in my opinion. And I choose not to hate you. I choose not to fear you. I choose to try to understand you and to use what skills and abilities I do have as someone who can think and speak and write and try to make sense of things in different ways and try to find common ground and make deals and find friendships and, you know, generally just do good stuff and not do bad stuff. That's what I'm here to do. So if anyone else is with me, I simply encourage you to echo what I'm saying, whatever way you can, whether that's through your show or your writing or your work or your music or your movies or your letters or your prayers or your meditations or whatever you have to give, give it in that direction. 
align it with that kind of intention I'm putting out there because it's real, it's powerful, and they're going to receive it. It doesn't matter who tries to censor it. They're going to feel it in their hearts because we share one heart. As a planet, we're in this together. We're a team, whether we like it or not. And we've survived a lot of scary things as a species. And we have a lot to learn about our past and a lot to do with what happens in our future. All we need to do is remember this, and we can feel ourselves already being lifted to a higher place, a better place. And this is where we're going to create a beautiful future together. Soon the days where we all live under this threat of annihilation, as we have our entire lives, anyone my age, anyone under like 50, we've lived under this threat since, right? It'd be great if we didn't anymore. That's within our reach, right? I don't, I don't want to worry about all the specifics, but really the most important thing is that we're talking, man. The most important thing is that we have a dialogue going. We have a friendship in the works, if nothing else, right? We're at least good enough friends that we're not going to blow each other's countries up, right? We can start with that, right? I think so. I think we got, we can agree to that one. Put her there. Let's shake on it. We're not going to blow each other's countries up, okay? At least until we talk it out first. So let's talk it out. Anyone who wants to come on this show, from anyone who thinks that they're in any way linked to this in a way that could help, right? Feel free to reach out to this show. Email address for the show. Class with Teacher Nico is Nico Show. N-I-C-O-S-H-O-W at tutanota.com. That's T-U-T-A-N-O-T-A dot com. Nico Show at tutanota.com. Send me a quick email. Tell me what you want to talk about. Let's keep the conversation going. Let's keep a good vibe building. Let's just try to do something to make the world a better place. And you know what? If it ends early, oh well, we had a good run, right? I'll see you in heaven. I hope. If there is a heaven, you know, you're probably better off not blowing each other up if you want to go there. By the way, I'm just putting that out. I'm just putting that out there, guys. Okay. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Your homework is to say three nice things about someone that you are scared of or mad at or hate. Say three nice things about them. You don't have to say it to them, but just to yourself, say it. And then just think about it for a minute and be like, all right, so there's a little something about them that's not, you know, there's a little something about the person that's still okay, right? That's it. That's your homework. Easy assignment, right? All right, I'll see you next class. Have a good, have a good week. Make it count. Pretty intense, right? Well, war's intense. And we're going to avoid it. And I hope this does something to help. Your homework is to second and third guess anything you hear from the legacy media. To listen to podcasters like Lex Friedman instead. And to personally contemplate what you can do in any way 
to avert a global catastrophe through unnecessary war. If you'd like to support the class, you can go to cr8ztalk.com and make a direct contribution through crypto or Cash App, Venmo. Doing it a little different. Not giving you ads, just giving you a show. And if you would like to give back, that's how. All I ask is that if you enjoy the show, if you get something out of it, that you consider subscribing and or sharing. Thank you. This has been Class with Teacher Nico. Class is dismissed. Stay classy, planet Earth. Thank <laughs> you.